Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to all 37 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your humble host. I've listened to all of these lovely songs multiple times. And I am your slightly less humble co-host, the magnificent Mira. And uh, I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time. That's right. I'm being introduced to them by you. You are my Eurovision Sherpa. In a way. You, you have been for many years. You've guided me up the hill of bad, alright, and good music. It's so distracting. We have a dog who is very cute, but she's also snoring extremely loudly. If this is your first time listening to the show, um, we live together. We have a dog. Um, we are romantically involved. We are romantic partners. We <laughs> are romance partners. Um, and our dog uh, is usually in the room. And right now, she is snoring. Uh, she wasn't when I pressed record. But but then she started. But then she started. So we're going to have to just ignore that and hope it doesn't pick up. Uh, but if it does, we're sorry. But for now, you want to hear us talk about some more songs. Give me some songs. Now today... Give me some songs, yeah. preferably from European countries. Well... Or... Huh? Uh, I think we still have to... No! We've done all the, all the non-European countries. No, we countries. haven't. I mean... Yes, we have. We've done Australia. We've done Israel. We've done... Oh, we haven't done the UK, but UK is Europe. It's yeah, just not I mean, EU. It's not. That's not. That's not what it's about. We know that's it's not about what it's the about. EBU. But I was making a joke about European countries. That's so. right. Uh, and as you remember, we ended our last episode by talking about uh, returning champ Lorraine singing Tao, uh, and she won the contest in two thousand and twelve. But she is not the only artist from 2012 returning to the contest. Oh my god. I don't remember anyone else from that year. Well, if I... I don't know if you'll know when I ask you, how looks that trumpet? What? No. Listen, I watched Eurovision every year. And we started dating in 2011. Mm-hmm. And, and we definitely I, watched 2012 together. That was the first one we watched together. But we weren't, like, super actively talking about every single no, of song. No, This was just a, a one-night affair. This was a one-night affair. I knew that you were into it. As opposed to our relationship, it. which has been more than a one-night affair. Let me tell you. I knew that it was something that you were very into. Um, and I was, like happy to let you do that i liked eurovision yeah. i watched it every year um maybe i didn't watch the semi-finals every year but i tried to at least it wasn't until 2015 when you know we were really like we're in this forever mm -hmm. that you uh opened this world to me 2015 is when uh we really went in depth yeah I'm like 90% sure that I didn't even see Eurovision 2011. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I've seen it since, but I'm like, I think maybe I didn't see it at the time. Um, so just to tell you, like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, yeah, I've, I've, my entire life I've known of it because, you know, we're in Europe, we're in we Europe. participate, love it. Um, but yes, since 2015 is, is, you know, when I started listening to these songs in advance, then decided, no, I need to share this with, with someone who, like, you know, often appreciates them in the same way or has a different opinion to, um, you know, what the, what the Eurovision fandom thinks. And that is what led us to the podcast. Uh, just a quick little recap on what it is we do and why. But that all being said, 2012, that's the first one we watched together. Yes, yes. Definitely. I remember that you liked this song when he represented Moldova in 2012. I, if you held a gun to my head, I would not be able to tell you. Well, that's all right. We are getting a, a return visit from Pasha Parfeni. Does not ring a bell. No, but doesn't he have a delightful name? Two it P's. is very Two good. P's in there. I so you know what, So you know what that means. 
Oh, it's alliterations! That's that right. was a theme! I forgot that that was a theme! That's one of our themes for, uh, so that's this episode's themes. That's the theme of this episode, is all the artists that we're going to be talking about, um, their first and their last name starts with the same letter. Wouldn't you know it? Yeah, so our first one in that is Pasha Parfeni. Uh, and he's representing Moldova. At the time, he sang uh, Lautar, um, which featured the delightful lyric, You haven't seen before, how looks that trumpet? And what was that supposed to mean? They were cute. He had, like, he had, like his suspenders. It was and, like, suspenders and he had like girls in dresses. Yeah, yeah. I did like that. The the girls in the multicolored dresses, yeah, kind the dresses of. had like good shapes to them. I liked it. I did like. Oh my god! I can't believe I actually remember there a song go. from I before. Knew, I knew you would remember it. Yeah. that's why I had to mention it. Um, it's an old favorite. <laughs> Back when my favorites didn't mean anything because I listened to them once. That's right. Uh, Pasha tried to uh, represent Moldova again a few years ago, but I think uh, Natalia Gordienko beat him out with prison that year. Oh, God. Um, you know, there was someone pulling the strings there, someone who shall not be named. But now now he's here, and he won the Moldovan uh, national selection with Swarele Shiluna, which means the sun and the moon. Oh, beautiful. So let's dive right in to Moldova's entry for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. It's Pasha Parfeni and Swarele Shiluna. Okay, so at the risk of alienating our audience, maybe some of you have seen um, Campaign 1 of Critical Role. What? The intro for that, <laughs> when they're all cosplaying their characters sure. in the forest in like outfits made out of cheap fabric. And it's brilliant. And it's really good. It's the best intro they've done. It's the best intro they've done. Honestly. It's what a D&D show intro should be. Um, because that's what d and is. It's like is. taking yourself a little bit too seriously by dressing up properly as your characters and being, like, nerds who are into cosplay and shit, yeah. right? But still, like, recognizing that it's obviously a nerdy and silly hobby. Yeah. And that's before they blew up and became, you know, huge. So I mean, they big. were already big, but, like, they got a lot bigger. Critical role, that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first intro where they all just dress up as their right. characters in the woods. Um, and, you know, um, the druid, Keyleth, she, like, didn't canonically have those antlers. That was just, like, the actress playing her, putting her outfit together for that intro and being like, ooh, antlers, I'll put these on. And then that became, like... The canonical look for the character? The canonical look for any druid. If you go to see the fucking D&D movie... Yeah, now which is Chris in theaters Pine, now, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, no, she has horns because that she's like a tiefling. Yeah, but she Weird. doesn't look like what... Tieflings can't be white. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, the druid with like deer antlers or horns, it's obviously yeah. like, a, like a staple. And it's not as if, you know, they invented it for critical role. There's, there's obviously like, exactly. a, you know, a cultural background for this uh, that this is tapping into. But this just looks so cheap that it immediately reminds me of it. They're all just standing and moving slowly, turning towards the camera and turning back, looking mystically. Uh, oh my god, what was that other, the other like D&D song that it, people made about their campaign and it actually fucking ruled? Oh, right. Oh my god, it's my favorite thing. I watched it five million times and I can't remember it. Don't put this in the episode because I'm not going to think about it, of it, but like, I you have, have to. <laughs> Unicorns LA. Fucking Unicorns LA! Yes! Yeah. Unicorns LA. This is Unicorns LA. So you're saying uh, Pasha Parfeni had a D&D campaign yes! <laughs> and all of the players are here. Yeah. In character. And they brought their own costumes. Okay. Because... You've got the drummer. You've got the drummer. You've got the twins. Okay, so you've the twins... You've got the little person 
And you've got the girl with the antlers and her titties out. She's got her titties out, and the twins, like, pretend to have their titties out, but they have those... Yeah. I hate that. Like the you nude see so fabric many, stuff? The nude fabric, yeah. like, if I see that on a wedding dress, it immediately ruins the entire it look. It is not classy. I think it's it so cheap. It looks so cheap. It looks yeah, so yeah, yeah. tacky. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you got married and had that. I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, you do you. You probably looked amazing, queen. Um... But I hate that look. We express our personal opinions, and if you dislike them, you are free to boo us as long as you do not boo the artists. Exactly. That's, that's our philosophy. But yeah, that immediately takes me out of any outfit, is that, like, nude fabric. Yeah, it's a bit odd, because, like, Just you know, be risque. She has the décolletage, and... That's great. And then it cuts to the twins having this, like, reverse look kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, but you're still covering it up with your hair, so just have your boobs out. Just have it. Stick a flower on there and just have them out. But I guess they didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, Which is also fair. Um, I am just very comfortable being nude, and I've been nude in a music video before where I was specifically hired to be in the music video because I was comfortable being nude. Um, So that stuff I don't get. But in that music video, we were also all wearing bald caps, and everyone went to get sandwiches over lunch while in their bald caps, and I was like, I refuse. I staunchly refuse to go out in public looking like this. Like, I will not do it. And they were all like, but you're the one who's nude on camera. And I was like, yes. Yeah, but you were also... In the fucking fiction of the music video, I'm not going out out of context where people won't know what's going on. Like, I'm not putting myself on the spot like that. It also, is... my face isn't in the music video. Yeah, you are not recognizable at all. Yeah. It's not even recognizable as a body in the in No, the because they video. do, like, a kaleidoscope effect. But it's very cool, needed, like, but, like, yeah, you need, like, body parts, and that's kind of... You were body parts. I was body parts in a video. I played the role of several body parts. Um, you know... Different because this is this is two twins, you know, just standing around. They're just standing around. Um, so if if that is their concern, understood. I understood not everyone wants to get their boobs out. Um, they could have just worn something different. Just then, just wear a shirt. But yeah, but also with um, Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was kind of like, okay, great that you have your titty out. Does the velvety fabric you're wearing need to look that plasticky? So every nobody's in a good outfit in the woods. Is that's what why I'm that, well, that's what adds to the cosplay. All, look yeah, of it, it. it looks yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah. cosplay. The flowers of the twins are very obviously not real. Um, so yeah, it's it's very cosplay in the woods. Um, the song itself, it's mid. Yeah, but it's like, it's alright. Yeah, I think, you know, Shum did Shum, uh, Goy did did Shum, Yeah, and it was really good, it was like the best thing ever, and then the year after that, they did Thulen, which was good, and now they're doing this, which is okay. Like, we're not... Shum is never gonna happen again. Yeah, no, not 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 like that. Not like that. But it all is tapping into the same, like, you know, mystical forest rave vibe. And it does, I get it, it does feel like diminishing returns, where you're like, I didn't, I, you know, I liked Fulen. I thought it was... Fulen was okay. Fulen I thought it was, was pretty great. nice. And then it just, like, kind of didn't come together. It didn't have a lot of staying power. Yeah, even though well, like, like I, I'll, I I'll put Shum on I mean, yeah. not in a Eurovision mood, not in a Eurovision context. I'll just want to listen to Shum. No, no, it bangs hard. It bangs so hard. The thing is And before yeah. Shum was Spalisier. That to me is the original Mystical Forest race. Because it has the white voice yeah. that like Katarina Plavenko also uses exactly. in Exactly. Yeah. I get it. I mean, Goe had, you know, Solove the year before Shum. That was their original Eurovision entry. Yeah. Um, which I also really liked. But Shum bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, brilliant, brilliant entry. And so and it does feel like a like a 
like it's been Xeroxed, you know, mm. several times where you're just like, yeah, I, I, I get that the same essence is still here, but... Um, and that's not to say that this, this doesn't bring like some of its own, but it, it you, you one is very quick to just think of like what, what just came before this. Yeah. Um, so that's a bummer. It, yeah, that's it. It's kind of a disappointment. Cause you, you, you just have something so good to compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I have this already. It really feels like. You're in Moldavia. Moldavia? Moldova. Moldova. Was I thinking of The Princess Bride? Or The Princess Diaries? I don't know. Moldova. Like, you're in Moldova, and you say to your, you know, EBU representative, um, I want Shum. And they say, we have Shum at home. Yeah. And Shum at home is this. We have Shum in the woods. We have Shum in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you go to the woods and you find this and you're like, yeah, I mean... It's all mystical forest, right? Okay, I mean, I still ha- you know, I still had a forest experience, but like... It's not what I wanted, really. What I wanted was Shum. Um, so that's a little disappointing. I've also already forgotten how it goes completely. Yeah, but you know... You'll listen to it again, and you'll be like, all right. I mean, you'll, it is Moldova. They have a gift at Eurovision to to elevate things or to sometimes, to sometimes make stuff work, to sometimes, like, really grab the televote. I mean, they did Trenoletum last year, which... Banged! Which so good! Destroyed in a way that I just didn't expect it to. Um, you know, like, I liked it. I obviously liked it before, and I just thought they'd kind of fumbled it and dropped the ball with their performance. I thought they had, like, not done enough. And yeah, yet, that was enough, and everyone loved it. it. Like, I there guess, were, like, videos... I guess they realized they just didn't need more than that. Yeah. There were, like, videos of town squares full of people, like, doing the fucking little dance. Yeah, and it did extremely well in the televote. Um... With, you know, with, uh, with the semifinals now being televote only and no right. juries, it changes a little bit in terms of thinking, like, okay, what's going to make it? And it's, you know, it's not as if, like, oh, Moldova has a crazy diaspora, they're going to get points anyway. But they do have a way of reaching televoters that I'm like, there's something here that we probably haven't seen yet, mm. um, but I don't know. Uh, so I'm like, I, it could come together in a way where this is, like, you know, just a good ethno-banger. I mean, yeah, who doesn't like a good I'm like, I don't banger? mind that. Yeah. If, like, the show here is great, I want it to be good. That's my feeling for a lot this year, where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'd want this to be good. I just I just feel like I really need to judge it on the live performance this year. When it comes to Pasha Parfeni himself, though... Oh, no. What's he done? I do want to say that I think Eurovision could survive a dick slip. Oh, yeah, but is he gonna? That's also the thing. Oh, no, I don't think he's gonna. I'm just saying that I would like to see it. Yeah, that's fine. But I think my reasoning always... How looks that trumpet? Thank God. I thought you were gonna say that he did something reprehensible, and I was like, no, but he's hot. I wish he'd do something reprehensible to me. (laughs) If you are not... Making it to the final on Saturday, Pasha Parfeni, I am available to watch Eurovision. <laughs> but you, but you, you could very well, you, you could, I don't know, it's possible. Yeah, he's hot, but I think we have to really <laughs> sure. narrow down, like, what the Eurovision could survive a dick slip way of life is about. Because I'm, I'm living it every day. I'm living it every day. And yeah. it is not about, do I want to see it? Because when it was, at its inception, it was about the dude that did Stripper yeah. for Italy. Um, and Maybe? I, I, no, San Marino, by the way, but... San Marino. Right. I was like, that can't be Italy, because then who, who did Brevity? <laughs> that was it. Uh, but San Marino. Uh, and I hate that song. Yeah. And I didn't think he was hot. But I thought he was going to show dick. Yeah. 
That's what it's about. It has to be like the hope of an attainable future, which is why I'm. I'm, I said it about Mamashka. I mean, yeah, Let Three is very. Yeah, they might actually. Where you're just like, oh, why would why would they why would they keep like why would they not? It's just that like you know if she's allowed to have a lot of her titty out, then why is why not have equal opportunity? why can't I see his dick? Why? <laughs> why, can't, why can't I be a little horny? <laughs> I mean, he could... What he could do, though... I'll, I'll saying, grant if you this. Wearing, if like, he's wearing, like, a very loose pant... That's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Caftan. Caftan, Like he's wearing pant? here. Like, you, you could have the lounge pants effect. That's what I'm... That's what I'm saying. I don't need to see it. If I could just see the outline... Okay, this is too this much. This is getting too much. He could be listening. He could be a fan of the show. You don't want to... If you're a fan of the show... Why don't you show... Show me what I want to see. <laughs> if you were wondering what our sexual orientation was, all you need to do is listen to <laughs> the Australian entry for this year. Next song. Next song. Uh, our next alliterative artist was five years old when Lorraine won Eurovision. No. So, that's fun <laughs> for me and you. Were we both adults at that in 2012? Yeah, babes. Okay. I was 18. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's an adult. That's an adult. I was like, no, what? Yeah. No, because this year's representative for Greece uh, is 16-year-old Victor Vernikos. He's always a goddamn 16-year-old that I can't be mean to. Well, let's see if we can be mean to him. But he is 16, so keep that in mind. Ugh. And for Greece, Victor Vernikos is singing what they say. What they say? What they say. Let's find out what Me they say. Me when I hear Greek people talking. <laughs> In in Greek, it's all Greek to me. <laughs> Let's find out exactly oh, what they say. <laughs> well, you know what they say. The lassos make sure no one loses the way. Hurt ones can't stand seeing others in pain. Oh, I am both. Now I got too much on my. And I save all the others, cause for me it's too. I'm so sorry for laughing so much. It's just that the whys that he kept putting into every word, every. The, the affectation. Every time there was a why in a word that doesn't have a why in it, like I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It is it is hard to hard. Oh no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh he's 16. It's a good song, baby. Don't worry. I'm just saying, like, he he doesn't know, or does he? Is this just a way that we sing? I'm sorry, I'm gonna burst. <laughs> I'm sweating. Because <laughs> it is the like, it's like the indie the indie girl vocal affectation. Yeah. <laughs> that was parodied to death, like like seven years ago. Like this, that's Lord. That's when Royals came out. You know, that's like... I, I don't is... remember when that was, but I was a babysitter. I remember listening to that when I was babysitting. Yeah. So I was in college. So just like, has it has it gone and come back? Because then it's too soon. Or has it been here the whole time and it's just never been quite this strong? It's it's so... <laughs> is, is it just his, like, accent? Or 
No, Does he think this is what American English sounds like? No, this is this is like the the Lord, the Adele like singing affectation that yeah. people did after they like became big artists. Everyone, every indie girly started doing this when they did a cover. Wise man. Oh God, yeah, that's the worst one. Only for you, Ian. There's no. Why, there's no I in those words. Why is it there? I don't know. It's it's so funny. It's so funny in this song. And it's just it's so like, distracting. It's just such a shame. It's such a shame because it's a nice song sung by a nice young lad. Yeah, and you know, the best part of He's it all... He's wearing the scout's shorts. <laughs> he is wearing shorts. Like, He's not old enough to get his scout. first pair of long pants. <laughs> He's just a sweet little boy, right? Like you're just like, oh, he's a sweet little boy. And I, because we're saying it, I have to say, like, I have my problems with this song, but he wrote it himself. That's so sweet. It sounds like he did. I know. (laughs) You can tell. Hearing it, you're like, yeah, it absolutely sounds like you wrote it yourself. That's why it's like a bit of a mess. That's why it doesn't make a lot of sense. Both of what? So I think he's saying that he's both a lost soul and a hurt one. Because that's what he's saying, right? Oh, okay. Which, so now that I've said, like, I truly do think it's impressive that he wrote a song. Like, <laughs> I know that sounds really stupid. No, but I don't write songs. I know, you know, I was, I was coming up with songs when I was a teenager. Yeah. People do that when they have, like, a little bit of, like, mm, I'm creative. You know, and you're like, oh, I'll write this or write that. Or I'll come up with a melody or whatever. Like, I was, yeah, I, I was writing songs, but I wasn't, like, actually producing and making them and, like, pursuing a musical career. No. So it's like, okay, impressive. And, like, you got selected into Eurovision. Congratulations. Really good job. Yeah, well done. And just, just genuinely, like, remarkable that it's, like, a 16-year-old with a song they wrote themselves, because that also doesn't happen a lot. A lot of the times you'll get, like, a 16-year-old who, like... It's just a young, fresh talent that they poked out. Yeah, they're a plant. Picked up for somewhere, planted, and they've they've gotten a song written for them and they'll just have to do it. So it surprised me to find out, like, oh, he wrote it himself. Okay. Did Sandra Kim write J'aime la vie? Almost definitely not. She was 13. She was 13. She lied in the song. Well, she said she was 15. She was 13. She... (laughs) I still think that is so funny that she just went up on stage... And said, I am 15 years old to all of Europe. And then was like, well, that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's not necessarily like I was lying to you through song. It's just like, that was a song lyric. It's not necessarily about me. But I am 13, and now there is an age limit on Eurovision. Well, yeah, now you've got to be 16. So, you know, Victor's here. Um... And so, I like, all of the overdramatic stuff is absolutely teenage shit. So, yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely, like, teenager stuff. That's how you feel when you're a teenager. And, you know, this is, this is obviously water under the bridge, but when we were talking about, like, Belgian Euro song, yeah. one of the contestants, Gala Drago, was 17 and also, like, wrote her songs, um... It was very much to me like, yeah, this is this is 17-year-old art student shit, where like at 17 you're a little more pretentious and you're yeah. getting so close to being an adult. Still like actually really like really impressive, you know? That to sure, write, but to that write song and, was and a mess. That. Yeah, okay. But a different kind of thing. Yeah. This is very much like, you know, acoustic guy, indie guitar song. And generally for a 16-year-old to write song, a song with a part in it that I, Mira, like, well done. That's just to say who did the production on that part, but yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, then we have to talk about the song itself, and... He's he's trying to be the male snap, isn't he? It does have... It it does make me think that someone heard it and said, like, hmm... Maybe we can we can snap this. Maybe we can make this sound like snap in post. Maybe this can go snap. Maybe this can go snap. And maybe it can, but I hope it doesn't. I, I mean, when snap went snap, I was like... I really remember 
the day that I saw a video online mm-hmm. for the first time. Well, not, not the first time I saw a video online. That was probably, you know, Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. <laughs> yeah. No, it was Potter Puppet Pals. It must have been. When yeah, I was yeah. in elementary school. Um, yeah. I mean, but, I, re- I mean, sorry, but I do. I remember downloading the first trailer for the first Harry Potter movie. Can I just, oh. A quick time video of from the Warner Brothers uh, website. So that's just to show you how much the internet has changed. I uh, remember not. He was not born at that time. No, he was not. That at is twenty two years ago. That's at okay. Least. But <laughs> I remember not being a kid and not knowing or understanding no what an RSS feed was. Like, I didn't know that you could have an RSS yeah. feed. Yeah, and babe, do you know what an RSS feed is now? No, do you but I know that it was now? like, you know, you could put a homepage and it would, like, show you which websites that you liked had updates. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know how to set that up. I don't I know how to set that up. No, but, like, a lot of people did. What I did is I just had, like, a written list of all the websites that mm. I liked um, and I visited each of them every single day. Yeah, bookmarked them and saw if they had updated. Yeah, Weeble stuff. Shout out. <laughs> so you know the internet. Oh my god, old internet. I um, miss you. But I want to talk about the song. But the song, yeah, I, I remember like for the first time seeing Snap in a video and being like, "Was that Snap?" Yeah. Like, like, I sent it to you. It wasn't a particularly good video. I don't recall you know, the moment, like, yeah. You know, someone making a cr- resin craft or yeah, something. Probably. And I don't, you know, I don't like resin craft videos, but I scrolled past one and I was like, wait, is that Snap? And I sent it to you and I was like, is this Snap? And you were like, yes, that's Snap. And two days ago... Every single video on the internet had Snap on it. Two days later. Two days later. I meant to... Since June 22nd. Is that why? Because she says June 22nd? Is that when it started? No. Nothing to do with it? No, because that's not the part they use in the videos. They use... The chorus? The chorus. Yeah, so about this chorus, um, which takes a while to get to... I forget every time just how much rambling in the pre-chorus there is before it gets to the, the chorus part. One? Where I'm just like, oh, I remember why I was like, this is, what the, what is this song? First time I heard it, I was like, I, I yeah, don't know what I'm... Yeah, when you're 16, you don't, don't have the patience for second drafts. Right, right. But you know what they say. What they say? Lost souls. Right. Make sure no one loses their way. Do they say that? Is this like the kind of thing, is this the thing that's like, um, hurt people love the hardest? No, but I'm like, or like, you know what they say. Lost souls make sure no one loses their way. Is that what they say? Is, is that, no they don't. Hurt ones can't stand seeing others in pain. Oh, you're right. I hear that all the time. That is what they say. No, what they say is hurt people hurt people. I'm, it's, it's just like if that's the core, like, idea that you're structuring your song around, then you're allowed to have cliches. Then that's the point. Yeah. Then the point is you have to list cliches and either, like, prove them wrong or, like, get them mixed up or something and be, like, creative with it. He's 16, so I'm like... He's you, not familiar you, enough. You get leeway for me to, like, not do that, to not be particularly clever. But I I was like, what? No, I, no one says that. I have never heard it say... Why would you write that? I'm pretty sure I've seen, you know, like, fandom graphics that are, like, that have the Scarlet Witch on them, and yeah. they're like, hurt people, love the hardest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, And, you know, like Avengers Endgame, we are living in a post-snap world. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I said that joke at the beginning of the podcast, and uh, I wanted to make sure that it really landed, because it's I've been, been sitting episodes. on that joke. It's been seven episodes, we can say it again. 
Yeah, I've been sitting on that joke for six months, <laughs> and I need people to acknowledge that it is funny. But it is true. We are living in a post-snap universe, and people are trying to, as a delegation, you are trying to think of like, well, can I make this go viral on TikTok before the contest? Can people hear it before like yeah. the contest happens? Can we use it in a TikTok? Um, and it, it is a strategy, but it seems the strongest strategy of all is still just to be Lorraine, because then uh, your song can enter the charts in different countries before the contest even happens. Oh, it's in the charts? It's, it, it's entering the charts. Oh. It's happening. So. Yeah. Okay, but if it's entering the charts now... Charts now if it's entering the charts. If it's entering the charts. If it's entering the charts. Charts. Yeah. Uh, maybe people will be sick of it by the time the contest comes around. Maybe. And we had the subtitles on on this video, um, um, which... Meant that I realized for the first time that he said, lost souls, make sure no one loses What did you think he said? Lassos. Because it sounds like he says lassos. Okay, no, now I don't want subtitles anymore. Because I (laughs) want to hear lassos. Yeah, um, right, so I think we'll turn the subtitles off. Um, because I thought he meant like, you know, like when you're a cowboy. (laughs) When you use a lasso, it makes sure that the cattle doesn't lose their way. It yeah. made sense to me, but I was like, I was definitely like, is that what they say? And now I realize that it's lost souls, which again, he doesn't say. He does not say the T. He says, lasso's. 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 Right? You got me. I get you. And still, it's still not a thing people say. It's not because someone's 16 that we can't criticize their song. No, I feel like we've sufficiently destroyed this boy. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Hey, Victor, um, you don't have to enunciate like that. Enunciate like that. You can just talk normal, sing normal. My God, I'm so warm. (laughs) All right, well, I think it's time to move on to uh, our next artist. And uh, we're in a little bit of a... We're, we're at, let's just imagine that we're at a little bit of a crossroads. Okay. Um, but at this crossroads, uh, all directions point uh, to the letter M. Okay. We've got two artists whose names are M-M. Okay. One is a man. <laughs> the other is a woman. Okay. Two paths diverge in a forest. And I choose the one less traveled by. Yeah, so do you want to go for the MM that is uh, a fella? Or the MM that is a lass? We've just had two dudes, so I would like the lady. All right, let's do it. She is coming to us from the United Kingdom. Oh! There she is. Right, because the UK is sending May Muller. Does that name sound familiar to me, or am I making that up? I don't know that it would. I didn't know her. Okay. And just like just like Victor Vernikos, uh, she wrote a song. All by herself? Well, she got a little bit of help, but, you know, she wrote a song. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's important that I say that, um, because representing the UK is Mae Muller with the song, I Wrote a Song. Okay, so she did take notes from <laughs> Alexander Rybak. Well, hopefully. Let's see. Yeah. Did, what, let, we have to, so to judge her based on did she follow the instructions. What is, what is Alexander Rybak's instructions <laughs> for writing a song? Five times. Yeah, but the, we might been. have new listeners for this episode. May Muller's fans are here. Okay. And they don't know Alexander Rebach. Okay. So they have never one. even watched Eurovision. In- so Alexander Rebach's rules for writing a song, which he told to us in 2018 with his song, That's How You Write a Song. Step one, believe in it. Sing it all day long. Step two, just roll with it. And that's how you write a song. That's it. I feel like Victor did that. I, I think so. I think so. I think Victor... Nailed it on and, the and, scale. And truthfully, he did write a song. When all when all Alexander Rebeck is saying is that to write a song, you just have to like believe in it, sing it all day, and then just roll with it. You got it. You, he got That's it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. So let's see if <laughs> May also followed that advice. For the UK, it's May Muller, and I wrote a song. Instead, I wrote a song. About- 
give me a large woman any day of the week. Oh, right. Like, like, 70 foot tall. I, yes. Yes. I, I love feeling big. I love feeling small in the hands of a big woman. Sure. I fantasize about being that big. Yeah. Um, it's good. That's great, yeah. I love a large woman. A giant woman, as Steven Universe sang. Yeah, and the thing about the thing about that is that the the music video sells the effect pretty well. It's really good. The, isn't the it? transitions from like you know miniature to like full scale version are a lot of fun. Seamless. And uh, yeah, really well put together. I think the entire music video is extremely well put together. She has a new outfit for every line. Like she you said, sings. every chorus, every verse, like the the story of. Evolves. It's like a journey from point A to like the end. She changes her outfits. You know, she and her girls are out. Yeah. I like it a lot. I think it's very good. I do think there is one step that she did not follow in the Reebok scale. And that is? She didn't roll with it. Because she says, uh, I wanted to cuss your, you out outside your house for everyone to see. Yeah. And... The first time she sings that, I'm like, great, this is really good. I love this. And then the second time, I was like, no! What else did you want to do? Fair point, actually. You know what? Good good point. Second Escalate! Second pre-chorus should have been a different Different thing. set of things. That genuinely really disappointed me. Ah, that really hurts me. I'm uh, like, it, sh- it should have been that. a whole new set of things. That would have been so fun. One Instead, uh... she just repeated the first thing, so she didn't roll with it. I'm sorry. Should've I think Alex- Alexander Reback would fail her on her class. She did believe in it. She did sing it all day long. I mean, I don't you know, and she rolled, rolled with she rolled with the song. She rolled with making it a song. You know, instead yeah. of going to vengeance, she kept with the song. Yeah. So, in that way, I'm like, alright, passing grade. But when it comes to, like, fully committing to to the bit and, like, yeah, escalating, like you said, that is a good point. I didn't think of it until you said that just now. Like, yes, it would be better. It would be a better song. Yeah. If the second pre-chorus escalated to another thing that she so could have like done. maybe, like, a ridiculous level of, like actual crime. I wanted to torch your house or, or something. Cuss you out outside your house, house for everyone to see. see. Trash your bends. Tell all your friends how cruel you were to me. Right. For for the record, good lyrics. Great lyrics. For, for a change, I don't think there's a bad lyric in the UK entry. Crazy. For a change, the UK isn't bringing, like, the weirdest English to the contest. In a way, also, this kind of feels like the most British thing they've sent. It's very, like, trashy British. But, like, so true. Even the fact that he has a Benz is, like... Sure. Oh, that's so trashy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's great. This, I've, I have been told this, uh, could go straight on Love Island. This is the song that is, that could play oh, under a scene. And I'm like, yeah. great, so you nailed British culture. We haven't seen Love Island, but I can so, yeah. Where I'm like, okay, Ima- that's great. You're hosting it in Liverpool. This is exactly what you want to send as, <laughs> as yeah. the host, right? To represent your country? Brilliant. It's, it's being true. It's being honest. And I love that. I I, I, I genuinely am like this is this that's great to me. I think it's great. I I really do. And I like I just just all that to say I like the lyrics. I think there's like there is truth to them. Yes. She wrote it and you can tell um so like all that is is very good to me. Like I'm like, yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's funny. Yes. Um, which is very Which is important know, where it's important. like, okay, it doesn't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a spoken word bridge, which is just the like, spoken word bridge is so fucking genius. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. That's what I wanted. I just wanted a a, a little escalation in between 
first chorus and bridge, not just a repetition. Like, it genuinely really what bothers me. What else could she have me. done? You're right. What else could she have done? Do you want to... Would we do a variation of the first pre-chorus? Or just just two more different just things? Just two more different things. Like, cuss you out outside your house, pretty normal. Yeah. Trash your car. It's like, okay, that's a, that's a bigger step up. But I, like, I didn't do it. Tell your... Right. Like, cuss you out. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. So, like, tell your mother. I was going to go for tell your mom. Tell your employer. Tell your... Yeah, I was going to go to your job and, I don't know, take a shit on the counter. Yeah, but why would your boss care that you were mean to your girlfriend, right? It's like your mom, I think, would make sense. Your parents or your... Yeah. Because it's like how you treat women, right? Right. I think that would be a good step to take because it's like I'm going personal. And then another property destruction thing. Yes. Um, steal your credit card number. Um, or, you know, he went out cheating. Dox you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, stealing credit card num- Going shopping with your card. Okay. I wanted to go shopping with your card. You could fit that into a song. Something with that. But also, like, he went cheating. Sure. Another thing you could do is send the girl he cheated on you with a text to be like, did you know about me? That's also a thing you can do. So, like, there's there's so many things you can do with a cheating boyfriend. I was gonna get real mad and fuck your dad. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) That's it! Send it to Eurovision. We did it. You can't say fuck. However, in the bridge... Um, Didn't Hoover Phonics say fuck? No. Fight. fight. I was going to get real mad and fight your dad. No lie. Got a kick telling the world... Just what you did. Just what you did. Yeah, but that doesn't rhyme with kick. Are you sure the line is That you're a dick? That you're a prick or a dick. Prick, probably. Because they're British. Um, Ooh, yeah, that's good. But I think it's fine to go with what you did. It's just that I'm like, oh, oh, if you're keeping it clean, and I get it. I mean, it's a that's rich situation. It is a bit that rich. Yeah. It does have, like, shades of Brooke, because she also had the spoken word bridge. Bye-bye bitch is what it should have been. Yeah, I still can't believe bye-bye fool. So, It should have at least been bye-bye boo, because then it's the buh from bitch. It still upsets me when you miss, like, a golden opportunity. I know. And I didn't have it with this song until you pointed it out, but now I'm like, okay, you drop something, but what what she did, I think, is perfectly yeah. Like, perfectly I I am fine. picking up what she's putting down. I'm I enjoy it. Enjoy, I'm enjoying this immensely. This is definitely up there for me. Uh, she she is a lot of fun, um, and I think she she should just have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm wondering because I was watching this music video and I was like, "Move your face!" But then she was moving her face, and I was like, "Why do I still feel like she's not moving her face?" It's because she wasn't moving her eyebrows. Okay. She wasn't moving her whole face, so I don't know what that's about. But just move your face. Um. <laughs> move your yeah, face. Yeah. I mean, and it's not as if she, you know, can't be expressive. Because even though I said before we started listening that you don't know her name, it's very possible. In fact, I'm sure that you've seen her before. Because she is the little girl in the Grace Kelly video. No! Oh my god, that's so cute! (laughs) Just a little fun fact. Mika's video for Grace Kelly. She's the little girl in that. Oh my god. If she had gone last year, they could have reconnected. That's what, that I, that's kills what I was going to say. That's that what I was going to say. That kills yeah. me. I would have loved to see them together. That would have been really cute. Hey, Mika can still show up at this year's Eurovision. He'll want He to, probably sure. got a taste for it. So, you know, just a little fun fact about Mae Muller and the song that she wrote. Love it. Next song. And with that, why not throw it back to last year's hosts? Because Mika, you know, wasn't Italian, but he did present the Eurovision Song Contest in Italy. Who knows how that happened? But let's instead go, you know, to an actual Italian man. Ooh, Italy time. That's right. 
This is the last of four artists with an alliterative name, Mm -hmm. but it is also um, the last of four returning artists to this year's contest. Because, you know, Lorraine uh, won the contest in 2012 in Baku, uh, participating against Pasha Parfeni. Um, She brought the contest to Malmo, Sweden, where uh, the Italian representative that year was Marco Mengoni. I don't know, man. I'm not saying you should know. I'm just giving you the introduction. Right. Because from 2013 to 2023, 10 years later, here is Marco Mengoni once again winning the San Remo Music Festival and uh, bringing us his song. Shockingly, you will have heard this one before. What? Huh? Um, I was very sick during San Remo week, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, it happens over, over the course of a week, so who knows? You were so sick. Though. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll be like, ah, it's fine, I'll just watch it, I won't plug in my headphones, I'll just be sitting here. And you'll catch, like, a song or two, uh, maybe yeah. three, um, and I'll be like, that first night I'm usually, like, still figuring them out, and I didn't, um, and normally I'll just listen to them privately so that like I get a sense of you know what the what the faves is but I remember that first night that I think I was just watching it on the tv or you said I just put it on yeah because during like San Remo week and uh pre-selection season I get lonely because I don't see you or talk to you for like a month yeah because you're busy watching all the pre-selections, and, and especially during San Remo week, because that's every day. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like, week, maybe a full week. So I get a little lonely, and um, I'm like, just let me watch San, sure. San Remo. So then. what I'm saying is, like that first night, um, you heard I don't know a couple of songs, and it just so happens that you heard the one that ended up winning the contest. Ah, that's okay. But it's I not as if you remember. It. Yeah. It's not as if you remember. I I forget things. So, that's fine. Let's see if it rings a bell. Uh, For Italy, it's Marco Mengoni and Due Vite, which translates to Two Lives. Uh, There is, of course, a Eurovision cut of the song that is three minutes long, but that one doesn't have a music video, so I'm giving you the slightly longer Italian version of the song. Is Um, the Eurovision version English? No, no, it's in okay. Italian, okay. but I'm just saying, you know, classic, in, a, in classic Italian style, it yeah. runs a little long. Oh, I love classic Italian fashion. <laughs> and wearing some classic Italian fashion for Italy, it's Marco Mengoni and Due Vite. Se questa è l'ultima canzone poi la luna esploderà Sarò lì a dirti che through this desert i was like no you gotta walk without rhythm or the dune worm is gonna come get you <laughs> there's gonna be a giant worm with so many teeth yeah the fuck the dune worm the fucking dune worm from dune because he looks like he's in dune god remember oh, just remembering the way i was like when's the f- Fucking worm showing up. Where is the worm? When's the worm happening? And then the worm happened, and you're like, yes. Uh, this is a this is a plug for Dune. If you haven't seen the movie Dune, the recent film Dune starring Timothy Chalamet, it's good. It's really good. This is a sick film. It yeah, I'm real. I'm retaining judgment until the second one comes out. But oh, I'm yeah. like, if they stay this good, that's the new Lord of the Rings. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's it's, on par. It's a sort of like epic thing where it it loves taking empty spaces and like big you know big brutalist structures and all that. But I'm like, it works because. This is Dune. This is like deserts. This is expansive landscapes. This is about like, you know, isolation from from 
other people because you're on completely different planets. This is about like being the one, the one fucking savior of everything. Yeah, and I know. how that fucking makes you feel crazy. Um, oh, it's God, yeah, great. I love Timothy Chalamet's fucking um, mental breakdown in the tent. Great film. Crazy. Uh, so that's all I could think about during this music video. Don't and walk then, to the rhythm, right? Don't walk to the rhythm because the giant worm's gonna come get you. And then in, in the end, he does do a weird little walk where for a second I'm like, did he trip? No, he's trying to avoid. He's trying to avoid getting detected by uh, Shahalut. It's just him in the black coat in the desert. Right, he's just missing like the the tubes up his nose oh, to breathe. Oh God! Yes. Uh, the the fucking moisture tank that recycles the uh, suit. Yeah. Su- yeah. Um. So just thinking about Dune here for a moment. I uh, love that. Um. Also, this song. It's a bit much, isn't it? It's a bit much? It's a bit much. In what way? He just keeps going. He keeps going, (laughs) and every time he keeps going, he keeps going louder and more melodramatic. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is the sort of Italian music that, like, made me perhaps not appreciate Italian music back in the day, where it's like... What, you keep, just keep you just keep you just keep saying stuff. What's all these? What's all these words? And your melody is like you know repeating sentences of like dramatic phrases. And then you look at the lyrics and you're like, yeah, obviously you're delivering this with such fucking pathos because it's beautiful. Because it is beautiful and it is like fucking like exposing your heart. So I'm like, I get it. I get why you perform it that way. Um, but dear God, um... Can you leave some space? See, because I thought, I thought when you said it's a bit much, I thought you meant what I thought when I heard it, which was, um, which is, I think it's a bit much as in it's longer than three minutes. Um, and I remember this winning San Remo and thinking, I think it's too long, but... It's gonna need to lose at least 40 seconds to get to Eurovision, and I think this song is about 40 seconds too long for me. Yeah. I think it's just, like, a little too long. Um, so you trim that off, and I think it might be really good. (laughs) Yeah, to to that point, also, like, um, I said, I loved, uh, (laughs) Blood and Glitter, um, by Lord of the Lost, which is my, my friend's, uh, favorite band. So when I told her, I like this song by Lord of the Lost, she responded by sending me 10 links to mm-hmm. Lord of the Lost songs. Yeah. They're all like five minutes long. That's not it for me. I, that's too long. I, it, each and every single one of them, I was like, if this was three minutes, it would be really good. So maybe that's the Eurovision brain rot, but I think three minutes well, is what I a think, song should be. I think that's interesting, though, because like... For a lot of, like, the past ten years, I feel like it has come up every now and then that, like, oh, a Eurovision song doesn't have to be three minutes. Or, or like, you know, it... That's it, right, it can be a little shorter. No, the rule is three minutes, but it's like, is that too short? Because songs often are, like, three minutes. And should we increase it to three minutes and no. a half? And I've always said no. And I think you notice this year um, that a lot of the songs do clock in under three minutes. and As in, like, two minutes forty. You know, where I'm just like, I think you can get it told. I think if you don't try to fill up the three minutes, yeah. you are often making a better type Absolutely. of song. Which is not to say that I think like this year's songs are particularly tight and good, but I'm just like, at least you're not outstaying your welcome. I think that if there was a rule at the Oscars, that to qualify for an Oscar, your movie has to be no longer than 90 minutes, it would be better for the art of filmmaking. You know, I mean, the Oscars can be the fucking Oscars all they want. It's, it's always gonna, it's always <laughs> gonna raise some eyebrows, um, as opposed to Mae Muller. Right. <laughs> but, but an award for movies that are 90 minutes would be pretty good. I would watch that show. Uh, especially I would watch if that. the show itself is 90 minutes. Oh, even better. You gotta synergize that way. So yeah, that's sort of how I feel about this. Uh, I think it's I think it's nice. I think Marco is a you know 
He's a he's a he's a performer who absolutely gives it his all. Um, he is serving. He is giving you know, to the point where I'm like, oh, maybe it's a bit much. Um, but it obviously works. You know, it's got it's the Italian. It's the Italian factor. Yeah, I'm gonna see this day of and love it. Yeah, and I remember, you know, I remember watching it that first time with you and thinking, okay, this is Marco Mingoni. This is sort of what I think might do really well. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, maybe. And I was still waiting for other songs. Um, wasn't my favorite per se because we watched my favorite. Uh, that was Madame uh, Nel Bene Nel Male. Oh, tanto, tanto, tanto. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one was really good. I really liked that one. Um, so I was like, yeah, that that that's the one for me. Um, but I, you know, I could guess, you know, Marco Mangoni. He's a pretty big name. It makes sense. I can uh, appreciate this. I, I, yeah, that's it. Like, I don't dislike it. I like it a lot more now that I haven't listened to it. You know, f- four times in San Remo week. Ooh, if yeah, you don't listen sense. to it like several times in a week or you're like, yeah, it's kind of like worn it out. I haven't really wanted to listen to it much since then, but like hearing it in full now for the first time in a couple of weeks, I feel like I have not been like really listening to this year's songs a lot. Um, but now hearing this, I'm like, oh, this actually works a lot better for me again. Yeah. Um, just getting the full impact of it. Again, still think it could lose some some time, which it has. So I think that just like fixes a lot of the problems for me, and those are probably just entirely personal personal problems. Yeah, definitely. This like, is this a matter is, of this case. This is absolutely for who it is, right? Like this is, I can't say that it's bad because it's not. I you know whatever criticism I have of it, someone else is going to be like, no, it's good because of this and that. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. Will your mom love this? I don't know. My mom doesn't like it when people like quote unquote yell. She doesn't <laughs> like it when people are loud or like when people who sing don't sing but just yell. I'm I'm making air quotes this entire time, but she will very often say that people are yelling instead of singing, and I'm just like, no, they're just loud, mom. They're just loud. Um. So will she like it? I don't know. Your he's, sister will like it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, he's 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 nice to look at. I mean, yes. And as in, you know, more than just like you know, aesthetically, he's a captivating performer too. He's a captivating performer and. He's very handsome. Mm, Marco. Marco. Mm, Menzoni. Mengoni. What's a Menzoni? I don't <laughs> that know. type of pasta? <laughs> hey. Hey. Good. Not a lot much more to say, but that makes sense. But I think that's going to do it for this episode with four more songs uh, down the hatch. And with four more songs, I'm feeling like, are we getting there? Uh, we're getting pretty close, I think. Let me just check. You didn't make me a playlist this year. You made me a different playlist. Yeah, because you're listening to all of the Eurovision songs uh, since 2016, which is to say all the songs that we have listened to on the podcast before this year. Because, Mira... Because I'm turning 30. (laughs) And you want to make a top 30 of your favorite songs. I want to make a 30 for 30, yeah. Uh, because we have listened to 300 uh, songs on the podcast this year. So, you know, that deserves some uh, something. I shouldn't have sounded so dismal when I said I was th- turning 30. I swear. You're not looking forward to it, eh? Um, I mean, I already feel 30. Like, I've got less than a month to go. I'm basically 30 already. There's not really... A day doesn't make that difference. Um... It's a weird feeling, though. Yeah, but as you can see, life goes on. You can you can go to Eurovision and return ten years later. You know, you can still, that's true. You I can could, still just. Be I could doing. still go to Eurovision. You can still it's still doing. not. You it's not still done be for going. me. Uh, but no, after this episode, um, we have twelve more songs to go. Yeah, damn, we are so that moving is, at a clip, though. That's right. Well, we got to listen to all of these songs before we go to Eurovision in concert. That's true. So uh, not before this year's Eurovision. Before this year's, year's Eurovision, Eurovision in concert. concert. Right. And I can't promise that we'll have all the episodes out, but we will have heard all the songs by then. We're recording a little bit in advance just to make sure that, you know, we can go. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll see you there. Uh, I don't know if there's still tickets, but uh, go check that out. Uh, they don't need our plug, but, you know, why not? You know who does need our plug? Dune. 
the Dune, movie the Dune. film Dune, a yeah. little indie flick that perhaps not a lot of people have seen. Uh, I recommend go go see if you can like find it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, maybe at your local video store, you could <laughs> find a Dune. Uh, a little known French director by the name of Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and May Muller may have written a song, but I wrote a TV show on Belgian television on the Children's Network, Ketnet. It's called Kids on the Block. Uh, if you know anyone who lives in Belgium, tell them to watch it every Wednesday or uh, on the internet. You can watch the first two episodes now on YouTube, so look that up. It's called Kids on the Block. It's so cute. It's such a cute show. Please is, watch it. And is there anything else you'd like to plug, or have we plugged it all up? Yeah, no, I got nothing. All right, well, in that case, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Eurodivision, and let other people know about the show. Leave a review if you liked it. Uh, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. We'll be back next time with three more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Tune in next time and good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.